This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Want to tell you about the Farndale Avenue Housing Estate Towns Women's Guild Dramatic Society's production of Macbeth. If that sounds like a mouthful, it is. It is the play that is about to open on the 3rd of September at the uh, Woolshed Theatre in Tawamutu. It is... Um, what can I say about it? Okay. Um, the Farndale Avenue Housing Estate Towns Women's Guild Dramatic Society ladies prone to putting on productions which are a little bit beyond their ability. They are involved in this case in an original production of Macbeth stage to um, objectively get them into the Wellwyn Garden City finals of the Dramatic Societies. But of course the path to greatness is somewhat rocky. I wanted to find out more about it. It's a comedy and uh, the director is a man by the name of Dave Moore who has gotten out of bed early to join me now. Morning Dave. Good morning Mike. Tell me about this man. This is a long title for what should be actually a bit of a rollicking good time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the, the Farndale Ladies was um, created in the 1970s by um, two comedy writers, and that is uh, David McGillivray and Walter Zerlin Jr., who basically were sat down one evening and came up, was proposed with a challenge of, is it possible for two, to, two comedy, stand-up comedy writers to write a play that is also comedy uh, with a bit of seriousness to it? Uh, and they sat down and they created these uh, play-within-a-play, meta-type play, breaking the fourth wall, and also incorporating the play-that-goes-wrong type thing, like noises off, and as we see quite regularly at the moment, the play-that-goes-wrong, and those sort of things at the moment. It's one of the early versions of those. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and so they performed that in the 1970s in uh, the Edinburgh Fringe. Okay. So what, they've written quite a series of these. What, what did they start with? The, the Macbeth was the first one. Okay. Uh, and then they followed up with the, the Mikado, um, Christmas Carol, Murder Mystery, uh, and uh, they, they still have they still have another couple in the wings that they're trying to bring out. There's one about when the aliens land at Farndale and take them away and that sort of thing as well. So <laughs> I think they're trying to find a, a trip out of their heads somewhere. Excellent. All right, tell me, um, you've, you've already said it, you know, it's based on the premise that, you know, nothing goes smoothly when you want it to. And there's something about that that appeals to the human nature, isn't it? We'd love to see people getting it wrong. Yeah, I, I think it's that thing where, you know... Um, Schadenfreude? They call it morbid curiosity. When you have people who, like, say, say you're, you're stuck in the car and everyone's stopped because there's been an accident up front. People have that sort of rubberneck syndrome where they want to look to see what some, what's gone on and what's happened. And... And I think um, to see that somebody else's misfortune, it seems to be a common trait. Um, and all, I've, all I'm trying to show here is, in, in reality, what you have is um, theatre. It's things that happen in theatre. Uh, and things go wrong in theatre all the time. So what these chaps have done is just created that as a show for the people to see it. And mm -hmm. I, I think in a, in a humorous way. Right, okay, so they're really just explaining what really goes on. Um, are the members of the Farndale Avenue Housing Estate Towns Women's Guild Traumatic Society any good at what they do? Um, in themselves? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're totally inept, so, uh, and you, you have an eclectic mix with that, yeah. When I said at the outset they were prone to picking projects that were a bit beyond them, that was actually true? Very, very true. This. Everything's far outside their remit. Um, and you have uh, lots of colourful characters, um, like you'd have anywhere. You have the, the prima donna that, that thinks she holds the whole show together and everyone's letting her down. Um, 
you have the person that is actually um, uh, affected by uh, a fact that she actually can't see um, and is reliant on her spectacles, which, once lost on stage, renders her in- unable to actually leave the stage because she doesn't know where she's going, which means that she ends up walking into other scenes. Um, and things happen like that, and oh props falling, falling over, set falling down, that sort of thing. I've worked with people like that, I swear. Um, <laughs> tell me about this particular production then. Um, it sounds like quite an ambitious one involving a lot of people, or am I reading that wrong? Um, it's, it's not. It's, it's actually only a, a cast of ten, well, well, nine really, because the tenth member of the cast, which is actually part of the plot line, is that she's got missing when she's went to the chemist down on the bus to get some tablets, and that's why they had to cover for it. It's got even worse. But it's actually an, an, a nine-cast team. And, well, that's not so uh, bad. And that's not so bad. It's a nice sort of small to medium size, and it's uh, and, and they're a brilliant brilliant team. They've worked really hard together. Um, many of them don't even understand Shakespeare, um, and um, you don't really have to understand Shakespeare to do it because you're sending Shakespeare up. But uh, as long as you can say the words correctly, um, and it gives it that premise it makes it more effective for those people that do understand when they're watching a bit of Shakespeare. Now, of course, when you're doing something, and I made this comment to somebody the other day, actually, because I was uh, listening to somebody singing a song badly on purpose, and I said, you know, it takes a lot of practice and a lot of skill, actually, to do something badly when you actually know what you're doing. Exactly. Or you really do need to know what you're doing in order to make it look like you don't. In other yep. words, yeah. um, so what's it been like working with the cast to get to that point where all of the mistakes and things that go wrong have to happen precisely, have to be accurate, and so on? It must have taken you know quite some concentration to get everybody on board with that. Yeah, I mean, it, it did. I mean, uh, the, from the from the onset, um, I actually said, look, you know, in order to be bad, you have to be good in the first place to make it look bad, and. Um, you said that I much more eloquently than I was trying to. Thank you. <laughs> and I actually said to them at the time before, before we actually started, so you may not understand why I tell you to do things, um, but just do them and it will come clear as we progress down the line. And, and that's what they've done. Uh, and I always make sure that when I'm directing the team and I'm giving them their feedback, not only do I tell them why I want to change something, I give them the rationale behind it and what, it, what that impacts further down the line so they get an understanding and they can lock in why something doesn't look right and I, and I explain to them it doesn't look right for a reason you know and um, they, they actually bought into that fantastically um, I know that every production people do can have a tendency to have little hiccups and uh, bumps along the way where you've got to re-iron out certain aspects but everything I've asked the team to do they've done it and I think that's because some of the team, they, they, don't, they haven't naturally come from uh, repertory. They've come from musicals. So I've had to retrain um, a, a couple of them um, in some areas just to sort of like explain to them, please don't stand centre stage and talk to the audience because you're not on a musical. You know, you, yep. you can walk and talk. You don't have to stop uh, every time you're moving around to talk to somebody. So, getting, But once we got past those, it just gelled and it clicked. Excellent. I, I, it sounds like a real hoot, Dave, and I'm, I'm looking forward to catching up myself when, when the time comes. You open on the 3rd, and how long is the season? We run from the 3rd to the 17th, and um, we have uh, two matinees, um, the first and second Sunday, the two matinees for it. And we really are looking forward to uh, getting it out there for the people to see. It's not an overly well-known play. Uh, we know that um, the plays with big names tend to sell out before they actually uh, start um, but on the back on the back of that it's a play that's very funny that 
once people start coming, we're actually, you know, we've got good numbers at the moment, and once people actually start coming, the word of mouth spreads. Uh, I know that people are going to want to come and see this play, even if it's out of curiosity to see this inept group of people trying to get at least one foot in the door at some, some assessment for a final. <laughs> Yeah, right. And if it goes well, are you looking at perhaps mounting the other ones in the series uh, in due course? Yeah, the one I've got as a backup, at, well, not as a backup, but in mind, uh, having looked at the other ones, seeing how successful this goes, is the um, the murder mystery. Because I, I like the idea that one of the characters tends to speak in monologue, including all stage direction when she's on stage. And I think that amuses <laughs> me quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me know if you're after a gentleman of a certain age. <laughs> so book, bookings for this are being handled where? Sorry? Bookings are being handled by whom? I ticket. I um, ticket. And also people can pay at the door as well. Okay. And this is uh, all happening at the Woolshed Theatre in Tawamutu. I should have, uh, I don't know if I said it from the outset, but this is obviously uh, a Tawamutu Light Operatic Society production and uncharacteristically for a Light Operatic Society, it is a play. Yes, I mean, I spoke with the, the committee, um, or the committee approached me, because most of my repertory plays um, are in, in Cambridge, and if you remember, I uh, did uh, Blackadder with yourself playing Melcher, General, Mel uh, General Melcher over in uh, Cambridge, and um, uh, Talos approached me and said, we're trying to break from our tradition of doing musicals and put at least one repertory-type play on uh, per year. Would you be prepared to direct? And I said, yes. Yeah, well, look, I think it's a great move on their part. Um, diversifies the audience base a little bit and, uh, you know, gives them another reason for keeping the doors open, which is great. So yeah. looking forward to this, Dave, and really great to have a chance to catch up with you and hear a bit more about it. I was aware of the play for quite some time, and, in fact, I read one of the other ones, and I just thought, man, this is a real hoot. So if this is in the same sort of vein, then I'm, I'm hanging out for it. I'm going to book my seats shortly and make sure I get to see it. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for your time this morning, my friend. Okay. No, you're most welcome. Thank you for inviting me on. You're most welcome for that too. We'll catch up again soon. Okay. Thank okay. you. Dave Moore, the director of the uh, Farndale Avenue Housing Estate Townswoman Guild's uh, Society production of Macbeth. I take it as the place to go if you want to get your seats to go and see that, which is opening on Saturday the 3rd. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.